This is John and Ann's Wrestling Podcast, where John knows way too much about wrestling and Ann doesn't know enough. Here we go. What's, there's a line from a movie that I like that Morgan Freeman says. It's a movie called Lean on Me that I watched as a kid. Is it related to Stand By Me? No. Stand By Me is about four friends going to see a dead body by the railroad tracks. Lean on Me is about a is about a, um, a principal who suffers no fools taking over a tough high school and getting everybody in line. And he's played by Morgan Freeman. Oh. And it's one of those movies that, you know, like, dads like because mm-hmm. it's all about like discipline yeah. and like respect but anyway there's a really great line towards the end of it where like the superintendent of the school is like you have to do this and Morgan Freeman says I don't have to do anything but stay black and die wow that's why you say that all the time <laughs> it is yeah yeah but no it's 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 a great line <laughs> it is it's a it's a powerful line it is a powerful um, line anyway um, it sounds more like uh, what's that Edward James Almost movie I don't know anything about Edward James Almost. The one where he's got the Except kids. for that I always think his name is Edward James Almost. Yeah, yeah, of course. I, but yeah. what's the that movie with the kids where he's like a teacher and he has to reach the kids and he's, uh, he's like a, he teaches them about math. Is it parodied in South Park? Yes, it is. Okay. No, um, I, I don't know. Edward James. I just know the Cartman impression of like, yeah. how do I reach these kids? Yeah. Edward James we're Googling Almost. it now. We're Googling. Hang on, everybody. Hi, everybody. Hang right. on. This is a podcast uh, about wrestling. Stand and deliver. Stand and I was going to say, it sounds like stand by me and lean on me, but it's stand and deliver. It yeah. all sounds like a trilogy, to be honest. It's all no, I used commands to get, that I, you're giving to somebody. I used to get lean on me and stand by me confused also, even though I've seen both of them because their titles are very similar, but the movies are mm-hmm. entirely different. Yeah. Well, this is the... Uh, I mean, Stand and Deliver sounds closer to uh, to Lean on Me. Yeah, and they sing that song in the movie too. Lean on me. It's a musical. When you're not strong. No, at the end they like have a class, you know, singing. School. Uh, the school sings it. I think, if memory serves. Yeah. And they play it in the credits. Interesting. Yeah, it's like you know the way you know when you're in school and people. It's like a school song, song kind of thing. Oh. You know? Uh, like a recital or something, or well, I I can't remember actually how the the scene actually is, but I think they all sing it in the auditorium or something. That sounds like know. something that, w- that could happen in a school. Yeah, people sing songs in schools on occasion. It happens all the time. Famously, kids take music classes and do choir, yeah, and we're... there's school songs and and all kinds of singing yeah. happening at schools. Uh, we were just talking about how kids are doing skateboard lessons now, and I'm like, that is sick. Kids are doing skateboard lessons. Skateboarding is kind of bougie now, you know? It is, it's it is. It's mainstream. It's like for rich kids to some extent because uh, they live usually live near parks and mm-hmm. can afford nice boards and lessons and all that stuff, you know? Yeah, yeah, definitely. I think, uh, you know... Yeah, skateboarding is no longer dominated by stoners and, uh, you know... You're not a slacker now. If you're a skater, you're, like, really hardworking. Yeah, if you're you're a skater now, you're a potential Olympian, so it's like... And or an entrepreneur. Yeah, so it's like a real thing. Yeah, no, it's true. Wait, is skateboarding in the Olympics? Yeah, skateboarding. I'm pretty sure snowboarding is. Yeah. Maybe I'm thinking of snowboarding. I don't Hang think on. skateboarding is Let in the Olympics. Let me Google this. I'm going to Google now. Here's, it's definitely here's, the X game. It's like the number one draw of the X game. Every it's episode. Bad, like, 
BMX or whatever. I don't know. Every episode, one of us should, each of us should Google something in the opening five minutes of every yeah, episode. Yeah, and just make everybody sit quietly and yeah, wait. Yeah, everybody shish, shish, shish. Skateboarding. I like how autocorrect will like embarrass me all the time, but then when I'm actually, yeah, skateboarding at the 2020 Summer Olympics was an event held in the 2020 Summer Olympics in Tokyo. Oh, interesting. Japan. Yeah, it's, it's a, it is a Olympic event now. Mm-hmm. Wow. I think it's a fairly recent addition. Yeah, no, that sounds... Like, I'm pretty sure they added it because it's like big and they want people yeah. to watch Yeah, well, the they were going to get rid of wrestling. Which oh, is like yeah. the original Olympic sport. Yeah. Uh, and I remember Kurt Angle and a bunch of other wrestlers were uh, supporting, um, keeping it in. And they, yeah. they did get it to stay, mm-hmm. at least for now, in the Olympics. But I'm assuming it's because it wasn't enough of a draw. Yeah. A ratings draw and skateboarding is more popular. Yeah. Uh, or at least more TV friendly. I yeah. don't know. Uh, but that's a great segue into uh, this week's show about wrestling where you tell me about uh all the wrestling stuff and i share with you what i know about wrestling or comment on it well first i'll talk about real sports real quick because i i Uh cared about baseball baseball is the only sport i used to comment or used to call at all yeah i know and well you really don't want to hear about this no i'm just not a baseball person i mean you don't have to be i'm gonna talk about it for as long as i was interested in it which is only about a minute i know this is really killing you this is like absolutely killing you it's fine you can't i was just gonna be a quick joke but this is hurting you physically hurting you we're doing a show i'm trying to be entertaining stop reading into it anyway i'll stop reading into your reaction (sighs) all right anyway Um, go on anyway uh i I cared about (sighs) baseball for oh god (laughs) i cared about baseball for like two seconds i watched the yankees win their uh division series and I was like, oh, this will be interesting. And then I kept forgetting to like try to watch it. And then every day it was like, oh, they lost again. They lost again. They just completely fell apart when I was interested. So I'm just yeah. going to go back to fake sports. Not going to be. You know. They don't need me. You know what it is? It's 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 really hard to be a Yankees fan, you know, because they so rarely do well. So, yeah. you know, those poor, long-suffering Yankees yeah. fans it actually has don't been, get another World Series it actually has been 13 years now since they've won a World Series. It and should be. Since they've even been in a World Series. I know it was the last it time they were be. in should be. There's one. lots of teams and it makes no sense. It does. It is uh, It is like when it was John Cena was the champion. It was like, good God almighty. Yeah. And also. Same thing with the Patriots and all the, any dynasty I teams. think I remember the last time the Yankees won the World Series because I remember I don't watch baseball at all because I find it pretty boring personally. I'm not yeah. very into it. And um, I remember waking up at like one thirty in the morning because someone was driving past my apartment blasting in New York, oh, concrete jungle wind. And I was like, oh, the Yankees must have won the World Series. Mm-hmm. And they did. Yeah. So. I'm sorry I did that. Yeah, it was really annoying. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> but I was excited at the time. Yeah. Yeah. I feel like it's okay for New York sports seems to be bad because New York has so much. We we do, we do. It would it's be really, nice for the Mets to... Yeah, it would be nice for the Mets, but I still think it's greedy to want New York sports teams to be good because it's like we have everything Yeah, here. but the Mets could be anywhere. Sports. That's the thing about the Mets. Like, they could literally be anywhere else. Like, they they don't really benefit from being in New York the way the Yankees do. Like, they yeah. don't have all the same money and all that, you know? Sure, but I mean, like, the fans. It's like, you know, I guess because I come from a place where all we have is sports. You know, we mm-hmm. don't have Broadway. We don't have... yeah. Uh, lots of you know 
endless supply of good restaurants. We don't have beaches. Yeah, but I feel like Mets uh, fans don't have any of that stuff either, really. Yes, they do. I feel like they, they, don't, they, they don't capitalize on the opportunities they have. They don't capitalize on it. That's their own problem. No, no, no. The Mets but fans, the Mets fans have just as much as the Yankees fans. I do. just feel like caring about sports and sports victories belong to people who are from places that that's all they have. Man, let them have it. It's true. I do that's remember being uh, in like in school in Western New York and being like, "Man, these people would literally kill for a baseball team." <laughs> this is yeah. they have the Buffalo Bills, and they everybody worship the bills they love the bills mm-hmm. which is very sad because they always lose yeah um but uh yeah they would have loved a baseball team yeah they had a triple a minor league team up there the buffalo bisons mm. or bisons as some people who were who it. was that a feeder team for i forget uh, oh, okay. i cannot remember off the top of my head the rochester red wings are there too they're also triple a oh. and they were um for the i want I can't remember either. They, I think they were the Cardinals at one point, and maybe they still were. Hence mm. the Red Wings thing. Mm-hmm. But yeah, we, uh, you know, uh, yeah, you you could use at least one. Nebraska has none, right? No professional sports teams. No, Nebraska not, has not no a single one. No NBA. Teams. No NHL. I don't even know if we have an arena football team anymore. We God. used to, but I think it went away. You have that big school though. You got the Huskers, right? Yeah, we have that big school. We have the Huskers. Yeah, who are I think two and four right now or something hey, like yeah not too bad how many games do they play it's Total? a genuine question i do not know for i know uh usually you play nine or 12 oh. games i want to say well maybe 10 next year games maybe not many not 16 okay, yeah no fun. not 16 no uh i mean unless you make it to the bowl series which we won't Mm-hmm. how did that so, work i don't want to talk about this anymore. i don't actually, I don't actually <laughs> know how the college bowl system works anymore i used to know how it worked and then they changed it and so i think it it used to just be like you would finish your season and then you'd get invited to a bowl game oh god and it was kind of not arbitrary how they did it but it wasn't the best system because you wouldn't have you wouldn't necessarily have like a, you didn't have a playoff system basically so it wasn't always like it didn't always make sense for there to be like a national champion because like these teams were in different leagues and they or divisions and they would not play each other, you know? So you would have like Texas be the national champion, even though they didn't play the number five team or whatever that year, because they were in different um, divisions, but uh, conferences, sorry, not divisions. Um, mm. I mean, it, you could, I, I never would have known. Yeah. No, I just don't want to get, scolded schooled scolded um oh boy anyway now they do kind of an uh uh approximation of a playoff system where i think they have like the top six or four teams play each other in kind of an elimination type deal um but yeah and what is the point of college football there is no <laughs> <laughs> to make the, money for the yeah, colleges. I guess that's really it. It's yeah. very funny because this is very important to a lot of people and it seems like there's mm-hmm. absolutely no structure of any kind. I mean, it gives it gives football teams to cities and places that don't have them. Sure. Uh, it generates money for the university. Uh, 
it gives those kids a chance to play football and get into the NFL, like show their skills yeah. because they definitely don't. those things are all true. I'm just it seems to, like the season is sort of just yeah. a bunch of exhibition games because it's like unlike basketball where it's like you could theoretically go pro when you're like a high schooler. Mm-hmm. I think with football, the theory is that like one, there's so many kids who play football who just want to go to college or whatever. Two. I think they want you to be bigger, you know, mm-hmm. like when you get to the NFL and it's much harder and more competitive and it's hard. I think high school football is not as organized as like high school basketball. Yeah. Well, basketball so, is like the same sport and high school football. I don't know if there might be more regulations and stuff to stop people from getting. I mean, there used to be stuff. regulations to stop people from. Oh, uh, oh, you mean from concussions and stuff? Yeah. I don't know. Just I just think that high school, aggressive. high school football is more of like a mystery to people because not every kid gets their like games filmed and i don't know from what i've read that like it's high school football is harder to judge who's going to be good whereas college football it's like yeah you play for this huge team and we see you on tv every week so i don't know this is like being a comedian yeah stuff out there yeah it's easier it's easier to do everything when you go to college because you've got you went to college Go anyway. to school, kids. Stay in school. Go into debt and pay for college. Yeah. All right. Let's talk about... See, I got you back for the baseball thing by talking about college football. Hey, it was great. How do you like it? It was fine. I. It's It's very funny that there's... It seems very arbitrary, the whole thing. But but college basketball is very well organized. It's a, literally a tournament. Yeah, yeah. That's very the thing. Is like, and also, part of that is because you can play... I guess... I think... From what I understand, you can play more games of other sports because they are not as dangerous as football. That's true. Like football's so dangerous that I think, because even when they were talking about adding a playoff system for college football, which was a conversation at one point, a lot of people brought up the point that you'd be making these kids play like six or seven extra games a year, which is like six or seven extra opportunities to like get hurt get really hurt yeah. and miss your nfl career so, yeah. so and miss uh, school or <laughs> be brain damaged you yeah. know which is like the third worst option out of all those yeah and then uh, there's college baseball which is <laughs> largely not important because if you're gonna be it uh, you know mm-hmm. you'd be in the minor leagues yeah probably wouldn't be and you do go to minor league baseball like right out of high school generally Oh yeah, so yeah. That's why. That's true. You don't have to go to school to play yeah. ba- uh, to play baseball. It's football and basketball is different. The the college system basically is their minor league, the primary like minor league yeah. system. Yeah, that's true. The baseball, yeah, that's you just probably go straight why. To, uh, yeah, you go straight to the minor leagues. Not that anybody really cares that much about minor league baseball, but that's where all the like mm-hmm. college baseball players maybe are really good, but they're probably not as often going into major league baseball. Yeah. Anyway, uh, let's talk about a sport that's not arbitrary. And that's the sport of kings. Sports entertainment. Yes. Professional wrestling. Professional wrestling. Professional wrestling. Uh, So we got Nikki Cross is back. She was Nikki Cross in NXT. And she was all crazy lady. Yeah, I liked her a lot. She was great. Everybody was... Everybody was... Uh, Where'd she go? So she went to the main roster and immediately lost her character. As yeah, one I remember did. that. And I remember she got like... And she was like, friends with Alexa Bliss. Yeah, I remember the Alexa Bliss era. And she just basically was like a very normal lady mm-hmm. who was friends with Alexa Bliss. Uh, and then... It was funny because her whole storyline was like that she was friends with Alexa Bliss, but yeah. people kept trying to warn her not to be. Yeah, and that And Alexa she was Bliss just was... like dumb, I guess. <laughs> like, basically, it seemed like a very obvious setup for Alexa Bliss to be manipulating and using her. And yeah. then she would figure it out. And then I think they felt like it was too obvious. So they just didn't do it and then they just were genuine friends and nothing really happened 
Huh. Okay. Uh, and they just were, I mean, they were a fine tag team. They won the tag team titles twice and it was fine, but it yeah. was largely there was no story. Mm-hmm. So uh, it didn't really go anywhere, but it was, uh, uh, but then I think Alexa Bliss got hurt and then Nikki Cross became Nikki A.S.H. Nikki almost a superhero. What? Yeah, which was her, it was one of the worst names I've ever seen in wrestling. And it was really sad because it was truly a terrible gimmick, but I believe it was her idea and she was like really passionate about it and it was sad, but it was... Well, that's why they give them writers. Yeah, and so it really sucked. And, uh, but then now, but then she like turned heel, I guess for a little while. And then I guess she had like a breakdown on Raw recently after she lost a match. Like a legit one? No. Uh, And then apparently last night on Raw, she... Made her return as crazy Nikki Cross. Oh, good. And they were calling her Nikki Cross, and she attacked um, Bianca Belair during her non-title match with Bailey, oh, and allowed boy. Bailey to get the win. Mm-hmm. And then it seemed like maybe she was with Bailey, and then she attacked Bailey and and you know Sky and Dakota Kai. So oh boy, she's a loose cannon. That's great. Yeah, no, it's great. We're excited to have Nikki Cross back. They were calling her Nikki Cross again. I yeah. Guess. Um, I liked her crazy. I do like Triple H's coming in and being like, all right, so all this Vince stuff that happened that made no sense, that didn't need to happen, we're just going to go right back to what we were doing. All those good people he fired, let's hire them back. And let's give everybody back their gimmicks that we workshopped in developmental and developed. Yeah. And we know work. Yeah. Now, how about we use the things we developed and we're going to use them and then, and everybody- Imagine utilizing your resources. Yeah, right? And the fans are immediately on board because everybody's like, Mm -hmm. yes, this is, their ratings are going up because it's like- the, truly the only thing that was holding wwe back was horrible mismanagement by mm-hmm. a guy who should have retired 20 years ago at yeah. least um but yeah so she's back that's great logan paul has been uh on tv and uh oh, i do kind of yeah. like the story they're going with i mean i wish that he wasn't challenging and they weren't doing this but they have a story and that he was like i know roman reigns is like this unbeatable guy but like I fought Floyd Mayweather and he's like this unbeatable guy and like top of his game uh, fighter. And I lasted against him. So there's no, (laughs) all I need is one lucky punch, you know, or one good punch. And then they had him exhibit one good punch against Jey Uso on SmackDown. And look, Logan Paul sucks or whatever as like a guy, but he, Mm -hmm. this, I just like that there's a coherent story. Yeah. It's a simple coherent story. And all you have to do is be like, yeah, if he lands like one good punch, like that, that's all you need is a small selling point for a match. <laughs> is that going to be his finisher? One good punch. That'd be great. Uh, that's also it's just him like doing a, one punch. That's hey, Doesn't Roman even Reigns pin does him, that. He just punches them and they die. Yeah, they, <laughs> one punch man. That's him. I haven't watched that show, uh, but I, I don't would even like know to. what that is. It's an anime. Um, oh, okay, it's an anime about a superhero who is so strong that he can defeat all of his enemies in a single punch. Wow, but, that sounds so, anticlimactic to me. Well, but the whole point is that he's, uh, I haven't watched it, but the premise is that he is just like, has an existential crisis or is depressed because he's like, he has no, like yeah. everything is too easy. Yeah, that's um, fair. Okay. That's, that's, that sounds like a good setup for the yeah. story. So, uh-huh. um, but yeah, so Logan Paul and then our, our friend, uh, Freddie Prince Jr., has was a previously a writer for yeah. WWE for a while. He loves wrestling. He loves wrestling and he loves Star Wars and he was on Star Wars and he got, has some great fun Star Wars videos where he uh, complains about people um, like toxic Star Wars fans and it's great. Mm. But he often will comment on wrestling stuff and he was just praising Sami Zayn and talking about how great Sami Zayn is mm-hmm. and how great his character is and how like 
how excited he is for him to eventually like get turned on by the bloodline because mm-hmm. he's eventually going to screw up and they're going to beat him up. And he's oh, like, yeah. it's just going to be these three big dudes just kicking the shit or four out of them, four of them. Or maybe he'll point. turn on them. Maybe. But I, the thing that he set up is, I think, more satisfying where they're going to, they would all be beating him up and then his friend Kevin Owens would come out oh. and save him. And then there would be them versus the bloodline. And then you could do like all sorts of mm-hmm. matches with that. And it's going to be great. Yeah. Um, so that'll be fun. I'm excited for all Sami Zayn, Kevin Owens content. I'm excited for that. I think Kevin Owens should have been the champion five times over in the last like six years, but he didn't. Uh, yeah. Um, but he hasn't been, but he's always been featured. Yeah. I want Kevin Owens to finally get to take on Elias or, and Ezekiel. Yeah, he's been. In a tag team match with him and Sami Zayn. It looks like Elias is involved what is it? It's with something. I forget. It was involved with something. He had a match. I didn't really read the raw results that closely. Just made a few notes of things. Yeah, why would you? No, I mean, who knows? I mean, who cares, right? Right. Like, you know, it's not like you do a podcast with your girlfriend where that relies heavily on you knowing all the things. Yeah, right? Yeah. Um, to no. Be raw results. Okay, stop it. It was going on for October 24th. Now we're going to have to. People can Google this themselves, you know? Yeah, they but don't I'm have doing to listen it for to a, them. They don't have uh, to. <sighs> Uh, where was this? This episode is off the rails. Um, Off the absolute rails, folks. You know, Chad Gable, he's feuding with the, uh, with Chad Gable and, um, Alpha Academy and Matt Riddle. And that's what's, that's what's going on with Elias. Oh. Um, so yeah. So yeah, I'm glad I did my research and my show prep for this. Yeah. Just to keep all our fans super checked in on what's going on. You know, yeah, for sure. Definitely subscribe and like. Yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. Anyway, uh, Sammy Zayn, Freddie Prince Jr. Yeah, I mean, hey, I would love. I'll, I'll take any Freddie Prince Jr. take. I think I almost always agree with him, and he. Yeah, seems he's cool. great. And he was a very great character on Star Wars Rebels. Uh, highly recommended if you haven't seen that show. Um, hey, you know what else happened? What Triple H came back from COVID. Oh, good. And he's back. He was back this week at the show. Oh, good. And uh, everything was fine, I guess. So that's good. Yeah. It's just a cold. At this point, yeah. Hopefully, as long as you're, you know, you get the vaccinated. (laughs) I was being being a little stinker. I'm just being a stinker. Yeah. 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 It's not a cold, folks. Get your boosters. Yeah. John hasn't gotten his because he doesn't believe in vaccines, but I've no, gotten, it's because I've I'm, gotten boosted twice this year. It's because I'm lazy and I forget and I work from home. So a lot of times I don't go. And home. he supports Donald J. Trump. It's not the same one. It's a different guy. It's Donald James Trump. He's, he's a, and he raises money for children's basketball. Yes. Okay. God. All right. You always do that. Unfortunate naming coincidence. Yeah. Uh, He's 23. (laughs) He's a 23-year-old man. He raises money for children's basketball, and you give him money every single month. Yeah. And you have a t-shirt that says, I support Donald J. Trump. And I donate money monthly to Donald J. (laughs) Trump. All right. Uh, all right. What's next? Uh, yeah, it's a f- actually a funny segue because I'm sure Triple H has donated quite a bit of money to Donald J. Trump. Yeah. Um, and personally knows him. Uh, so anyway, Kofi Kingston said that Big E. He gave a little quick update on Big. E. It was definitely a clickbaity article situation 
where he just kind of referenced it, but it was like Kobe Kingston gives update on Biggie's condition, and it literally was just that he was like, yeah, he's doing all right, you know, he's he's um uh he's getting better every day. He was roller skating recently. Oh. And Kofi was like really worried. And he was like, are you, is it okay? Can, should you be doing that? And it was just mm. like, oh, that's so sweet that he was like worried about him. Because I would be too after he was like, because uh, I would just be worried about him falling or something. Yeah. Maybe Kofi was mad at him. Like, dude, yeah. you're supposed to be healing. Yeah. I mean, it seems like Big E at this point, I've seen videos of him like dancing and stuff now. It seems like yeah. he's mostly like, he sent, as um, far as like, not wrestling stuff it seems like he's back to normal physicality for like an everyday life yeah but i don't know if he can be like taking bumps and i stuff. i hate to say this because i feel like it's gonna mess up your show order but i did see that uh he sent his thoughts and prayers to uh hangman adam page he did yes mm-hmm. he did and he people did. were talking um, there's a lot of chatter on twitter when that happened because hangman adam page was horribly injured um and there were a lot of people on twitter i noticed we're talking about uh, AEW having a lot of injuries and how they think it's symptomatic of that promotion maybe being uh, not as safe. What do you yeah. think about that? I think that is um, a lot of people creating a narrative about AEW mm. that they want to be because AEW has garnered a lot of negativity since it's in introduction. Yeah. Uh, I think that basically the same amount of injuries happen in WWE I have seen people get knocked out like that on yeah. in WWE before. Yeah. Uh, I literally, it was hearkening back to Enzo Amore getting thrown into a rope. And he he got thrown out of the ring. This is on a WWE pay-per-view. He got thrown into the ring, or, or sorry, thrown towards the ropes to get thrown out of the ring under the bottom rope, which is weird. It's usually if you throw somebody out of the ring, you throw them over the top or through the mm-hmm. ropes. Uh, so somebody tried to throw him out under the bottom rope. So he hit his face on the bottom rope. Oh, no. Which then knocked his head back into the mat came out on and you thought he was dead or paralyzed oh gosh because when you're concussed like that yeah you don't you're not moving well so mm-hmm. because you're out of it you don't even know what you're doing mm-hmm. so it looks like you could be paralyzed yeah um and so everybody was worried about it so that's the i uh, jinder mahal one time on raw forearmed finn balor so hard in the face that he broke his jaw Ooh. i mean you know Steve Austin, Owen Hart was one of the greatest professional wrestlers of all time. Very safe. Pile drove Steve Austin and broke his neck. Steve Austin also yeah. broke somebody's neck with a pile driver in New Japan. Owen Hart was never injured, right? Uh, nothing bad ever happened to Owen Hart, no. No. Nothing bad at all. Um, no, no famous catastrophic. No, not that I can think of. I mean, I can Google it. Uh, <laughs> that's but, okay. Uh, that's okay. But yeah, nothing. R.I.P. Uh, yeah. Oh, yeah. I mean, good point, actually. Yeah, <laughs> we're going to talk about promotions <laughs> you, being unsafe. When you said Owen Hart, I thought that's what you were going to bring up. And then when you said Steve Austin, I was like, kind of burying the lead here. <laughs> yeah. Good point. Yeah. <laughs> we're talking about which promotions are safe or not. Yeah. What's the uh, one that had people die in it? And then kept going. Yeah. Uh, it was. Yeah. So, I mean. AEW sometimes exhibits a stiffer style, but it, literally it wasn't even like a dangerous move. It was mm-hmm. just a normal lariat stuff they do on WWE all the time. Yeah. Um, and it just, I, it was just weirdly timed. Stuff happens. Anybody can get knocked out at any point. AEW has had a lot of injuries recently, but I don't think most of them are the result of anything other than when Santana hurt his knee or tore his MCL or whatever it was. I mean, he literally was doing like a very standard issue backbreaker thing that people do all the time. Mm-hmm. I mean, I watched NXT this weekend and people were doing more dangerous stuff on there. Mm-hmm. Um, I think it's just like, I mean, it's always good to be safe 
it's not usually necessary to work too stiff and it you know if everybody agrees then it is what it is and it's it's all right but you know you don't really need to work stiff but i don't think that AEW is doing anything ridiculously uh i don't think anybody is less trained i don't think there's mm-hmm. any safety issues i do think that it generates a lot of negativity because people want to see it fail for whatever reason people don't like tony khan people like to just shit on stuff to make yeah. themselves feel better about themselves they're ww they're super wwe fans or whatever or sometimes it's also just like they're like alt-right and AEW has sort of represented uh, like progressivism in some ways yeah and being more like welcoming like you know uh, with you know well like, uh, you know conservatives are famously reactionary yeah. and don't like new things yeah so, so. it's just um like they were, well, they AEW has had problems with diversity as well, for sure. But like, you know, even having like trans wrestlers and stuff, and yeah. so it just just generated a lot of like. There's a lot of no, I get it. There's a lot of Twitter, Reddit there's a lot trolls. of WWE fanboys who mm-hmm. want AEW to fail, mm-hmm. and they will latch on anything they can. Yeah, I get that. I just wasn't if, sure this time because I I have trouble, you know, um, because I don't have this the breadth and of mm-hmm. knowledge you do and depth of knowledge you do so i wasn't yeah. sure if there was merit to what they were saying or no just, and i i really don't haters think gonna hate they also handled that situation incredibly safely because they stopped the match mm-hmm. and just took care of him yeah like they didn't try to keep going mm-hmm. sting one time on a wwe pay-per-view got power bombed into a turnbuckle and then uh clearly was hurt Mm-hmm. He basically he hurt his spine. Oh, uh, and then like they had to, they kind of worked through the rest of the match as Steve Austin did against Owen Hart. But um, you know, shit just happens, and maybe Sting shouldn't be. I mean, they do have some wrestlers that WWE wouldn't clear for a while that they have cleared, like Brian Danielson. But but, I, but never mind. WWE had re-cleared Brian Danielson anyway, so that's not. Mm-hmm. But Soraya, I guess, and uh, what's his name, uh, Sting. <laughs> so <laughs> you know. Uh, I don't know, but that's also was like several years later. People like Edge have been cleared by WWE after initially being told they needed to retire. So it's not like AEW is the only one that does that. WWE does that as well. Yeah. So it's just, you know, I mean, it's. I mean, I feel like if you ask any doctor whether you should wrestle no matter what condition you're in, they would be like, no. Yeah, nobody should be doing it. <laughs> it's bad for you. Nobody should be doing a backflip off the top turnbuckle off the turnbuckle onto someone's face yeah even taking simple bumps i mean almost any sport is bad for you and like almost any like it's uh like ultimately it's going to put wear and tear on your body i mean it might be mm-hmm. good to like get you in shape and stuff but pro- doing anything any athletic thing professionally you heard is it going here first coach you you heard it here coach. first folks folks you heard it here first don't move yeah don't move <laughs> it's gonna hurt Stay still. Yeah. Okay. But wrestling is probably. I mean, you're just like yeah. fake fighting. It's just it's not going to be it's good. Stunts. Even yeah. The only, like doing it correctly is really just minimizing the damage. Yeah. Because even if you're doing it correctly, you still only have like a certain amount of bumps you can take. Um, yeah. You can only do it for so long. I mean, some people it depends. Like, can do it forever. Chris Jericho has had a very lengthy career with very, very, very few injuries. Yeah. There was a whole thing where he had a feud with Edge, like in 2010, where the whole thing was Edge had torn his Achilles tendon and mm. he was coming back. And when they came back, they were feuding, and Jericho was just like, I don't get injured. You get injured all the time. And Edge has been like, 
even since Edge came back, he like tore his bicep or something or his tricep. And, and, he, and what happened to his wife back? I know. It's been a hard year for them. And like, I saw her get injured yeah. with the, the chair sandwich they did. The chair, the concerto? The concerto. Yeah. Yeah. I, you know what's funny about the concerto? So that mm-hmm. came from Edge and Christian where they used to do that together. Oh. And they would do it standing up with their opponent in between, you know, mm-hmm. on either side of the opponent and swing yeah. the chairs. And then they would like smash their head that way. But Yikes. they, I have never seen, they, then they, they each started doing the concerto separately with mm-hmm. the one where they're lying down and yeah. they smash the chair. I have never seen either one of them do it with any other partner, the standing up version. They have only ever done that version together. Mm-hmm. And it's weirdly sweet. Oh, because even yeah. when Edge was a tag team with Randy Orton, which they were for like a year, mm-hmm. he did the concerto by himself. Oh. And it was like, oh. Yeah. Because Christian was not uh, in WWE at the time. And they also weren't a team. But yeah, yeah. so that was... Uh, That's nice. Yeah. Isn't that nice when you only... Yeah. Uh, assault people with your friends yeah in that certain way yeah yeah uh but yeah that was uh i mean yeah i'll just i don't know i'll just keep going on AEW stuff and then i'll come back to other stuff but yeah that was the dynamite was a great show with a it was a really great show with a horrible scary ending uh where john moxley and adam page were facing off for the AEW world title and having a great match and then john moxley hit uh adam page with the lariat seemed like it might have been a little bit high up and it might have hit him kind of in the face um and then adam page spun with it but it seems like he already either he already got sort of rocked from that lariat and then he basically landed on his face Mm. um and i don't know which it was probably the combination of it that knocked him out but i could see him he was not moving at all. And then he like kind of moved a little bit. And then you could see his legs just go like almost limp. Mm. And then the referee was checking on him. And I was like, yeah, they're selling it. And then they started cutting around him. And then they started cutting to the commentators. And I was like, oh, this is probably not good. Mm-hmm. And then they stopped the match. And I was mm-hmm. like, they stopped it with like 10 minutes left. And they had been setting up MJF, like being able to cash in his chip anytime that he mm-hmm. wanted his like yeah. money in the bank style thing. And they had been showing him in the crowd, but then they cut away from showing him in the crowd. And they were mm-hmm. like, where did he go? Or then they cut back and he wasn't there. They're like, where did he go? And I was like, oh, they're setting up like an MJF thing here. Mm-hmm. And this is a way for Adam Page to like not fully lose. Mm-hmm. Um, and then, but then they wouldn't cut back to him. They were cutting, they were focusing on like the commentators, which they rarely show. Mm-hmm. And the commentators were all very flustered. Oh. And then like they had to start having weird tech issues. Uh, and then they tried to cut back to the ring at one point. And they were like, you could still kind of see Adam Page being like tended to. Mm-hmm. And then they like cut away and they were like, oh, we're actually going to wait till he's like out of the ring. Mm-hmm. And then John Moxley was like, hopefully Adam Page can talk again, walk again, talk again, play with his kids again. And it was like, oh, this is not fake. Because oh, I thought yeah. they were setting that up to be like, yeah. And then MJF was going to come out and they would do a little like quick match or something. But uh, and they still did have MJF come out and John Moxley and he had a little back and forth but i was like no this is definitely real but mm-hmm. they were very but it was a thing where you like they weren't showing him so you couldn't see him moving i did see him move his arm at one point when he was talking to them so i was like okay mm-hmm. stop it that's like my main thing in these yeah. just make sure people have like motion and stuff like that uh i mean concussions it ended up being they had a concussion they released mm-hmm. a statement later that night 
So they had a concussion. Uh, so he's has to deal with like the concussion protocols right now. Mm-hmm. So he's out until he can clear those. I mean, a concussion is bad, but it's significantly better than a spinal injury, which is what it looks like it could have been. Yeah. Um, and so who cares about your brain? Yeah, exactly. So then he uh, he did tweet the next day. He was like, "Hey, everybody, thanks for being so nice. Thanks to these people, like the referee and the doctor and, and mm-hmm. everybody." And then he was like, "Had a nice panini for lunch." Oh, uh, and then he was like, insert, uh, like, d- angry, disgruntled, but foreboding or whatever, something like that. Uh, quote about unfinished business here. So it was like <laughs> he was still all witty on Twitter. It was just uh, um, yeah. Uh, so yeah, so he's gonna be all right. So that was very scary. We don't want to see that. We love Adam Page. Yeah. It actually might have been good for him character wise because I mean people were still into him and everything. And I still love. He's still one of my favorite guys in AEW, but. This might be a thing where everybody now like appreciates him again more. Yeah. Um, because it's like, oh man, we almost lost him. And you know. Yeah. I still wonder if he was supposed to turn heel because MJF had an incredible promo where he recounted having a WWE tryout face to face with William Regal. Mm. Uh and Regal was like running that tryout and he was Regal told him that he almost was gonna sign him, but then he was like, Oh, you're too young because you were nineteen. And then he was like, Send me a match and a promo every month. And so he started emailing him every month a match and a promo. And after, on the third month, he was like, thanks for showing me your, and he was like, I still have the email on my phone because I look at it all the time. And he was like, uh, and he was like, Max, thanks for thanks for showing me your acting skills. Uh, and he was basically just like, go out and like learn and get better or something. And like, don't keep bothering me with there's something like that was like this real kind of shitty mm-hmm. email. And then he was like, that email made me want to kill myself. Oh, and he was just like, MJF it, is being I, so vulnerable all the time. No, now. he is. He really is. I think all this stuff is like very He's true. Really I'm sure letting us into his, it's very relatable too as somebody who has pursued an artistic career. <laughs> it's right. To yeah. get like, to get told no. And then to get an email like that from somebody, mm-hmm. you know, if somebody was like, eh, you know if seth myers is like we're not gonna hire you or book you right now but send me a set every month and then i was like yeah of course and then i sent him a set everybody's like oh yeah great progress great progress or you know thanks for i I look forward to your progress and then the last one he was like look john you really gotta like figure it out and like you're nowhere near ready and you gotta stop bothering me with this and i would i would probably cry yeah like a dismissive and so it seemed like Regal was kind of no selling it. It would also be really messed up if Seth Meyers sent that to you because he's just, he's famously yeah, very I know. nice. I, I picked Seth Meyers. I feel like at if random. Seth Meyers said that, we would all be shocked. I just picked one of the ones I would be most I would most want to be on. I no, guess. I know, but it's but just yeah, it was it was funny to me. Seth, Seth Meyers is the most mean. most encouraging, supportive person in yeah. comedy, like uh, abnormally, you know, yeah. in an industry that is often bad. No, but, but he, I I do like MGF's bearing wearing his heart on his sleeve yeah no it really is and so regal then had a retort and was like i did that to motivate you uh-huh. and it was that's what they always he did, say regal had a good fact. had a good promo with it too you know mm-hmm. and, it, and he was like i mean it was do the accent like, when you do regal i was like i did that to motivate you and he has an accent like that it's got and then he was like, because uh, he used to work like literal like carnivals mm-hmm. and shit and get like beaten up as a teenager by these like old ass English wrestlers. Yeah. And so he was like, you can't do that. So now I'm going to be hard on you here. And I was like, all right. But it was a justifiable, 
you know, it was a justification for why he would do that. But, um, but MJF's promo was so good and he's so over. He got an AEW crowd to boo William Regal, which is like <laughs> the most Regal supportive crowd you could find. Yeah. And yeah, it was very, it was, it was great. But he was like, oh, oh my Prama Johns. Uh, it was really good. Um, oh man, that is an impatient Papa John's guy. Uh, but anyway, you know, so Regal, look, Anne's out of the room. Okay. You know, she's, uh, you know, uh, look, the thing about Anne is that <gasps> I try to think of a funny thing to say, and you can ask our listeners that I definitely did not think of it. <laughs> Nothing has happened since you left. You're the heart and soul of the show. Um, without you, there's nothing. I will ask our listener. Um, Sir, listeners. I know. Uh, but no, but. It was funny. I did order Papa John's because I am white trash. And uh, the Papa John's guy was like, I'm sorry for the late pizza. And I did not even register it as being late. So I was just like. No, it seemed pretty timely. Yeah. It was less than an hour. Yeah. It's pretty fast. Uh, but anyway, what was I talking about? Oh, yeah. William Regal. William Regal. Um, but William Regal was saying that. He was like, you've got everything, but you're taking shortcuts. You're attacking Tony Schiavone, the commentator, and you're cheating all the time. He was basically like, you can do whatever you want in the ring to like hurt somebody, but you shouldn't attack people outside the ring. And mm. so it seems like the end of that match, I still think Adam Page could have potentially turned heel mm-hmm. and maybe attacked John Moxley, setting up like a money in the bank cash in style situation where MJF was going to like come and attack a wounded John Moxley. Mm-hmm. Um, and then decide because what happened is they had a little promo and MJF was like, you know what? I'm going to prove Regal wrong about me or whatever. And I'm going to win this the right way at full gear. I'm not going to oh. catch it now. Yeah. Um, and I think maybe it would have been any, like even more effective. It, it was it was fine the way it was considering what was going on. But like if he had come out and could have easily beaten John Moxie for the title and was like, I'm going to do this at full gear. Because I think mm-hmm. that's kind of what they're. So I still don't know if they're setting up a face turn. He's so over, but he could easily just cheat horribly at full gear and win. Mm-hmm. Um, but he doesn't have to change much. I mean, he could still be the same way and just be the champion. But yeah, yeah. he's um, he's on an exciting journey, and I yeah. I like it. Um, I also the uh, the AEW World Trios Championship. Man, what a fun championship all the matches for that are so great they're Mm. just spots everything's really fun everybody is just doing moves they're non-stop because there's six guys and it's great to have luchadors with those titles now because they're basically the lucha titles Mm. because a lot of lucha libre is trio matches oh that's great yeah well i'm glad for them yeah me too uh also um was it willow nightingale is all elite she oh. was signed. She's from Long Island, actually. But she's oh. been an indie wrestler for a while, and she's really good. She was no relation to bit. Willow Smith. So I, I think we, we've talked about this before. Like the the last name is usually the what denotes a relation, not so much the first name. So like I'm not related to other Johns, but other Sartori's I may be related to. You're not related to John Cena. Believe me, I have checked. The Northeastern well, this is Italian. disappointing. This is disappointing information. Um, wow. Okay. You're All dating right. me just because you thought maybe I might be related to John Cena? Or 
Or did you think I was John Cena because my name is John and I have an Italian last name? I, I mean, I was relieved to find out you weren't related to Johnny Depp. Yeah, but I thought maybe John Cena or um, I'm having a really hard time thinking of other famous Johns. Totoro. Oh yeah, I don't know why that was the first one. Totoro, yeah, John Totoro. He's um, Italian too. Yeah. So you're I saying think. you're not related to another Italian man named John? Yeah. What about John? That's um, shocking. John uh, Travolta. God. Travolta. Oh, man. Yeah, that's true. Is why? Why are we all Italian? <laughs> what are the Johns without? Uh, yeah. Well, you should form your own mafia, the John Mafia, and it's just Italian guys named John. And they're all in the arts, so none of them yeah, are yeah. scary. Yeah, that's true. None of them are. Even Cena's not scary. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I'm not scared of Cena. No, I wouldn't be either. I mean, yeah. I feel like I could make John Cena cry. Probably. If you're just like, why do you seem so supportive of Vince McMahon? Or I don't know that I could make him cry. I think I could bamboozle him. Because mm. he seems like a guy who... I don't know, just seems like somebody who wouldn't be suspicious or too questioning of he things. Pretty, pretty, tr- pretty trusting. Yeah, I feel, I feel like you could like lead John Cena into a storage container and like. Or is this where you need to move the this door. box? Yeah, <laughs> Hello. Right. Exactly. <laughs> Hello. That just seems like, like a character he would play too. I could bamboozle him quite. A, I think. I don't know. Anyway, if you're listening, John Cena, I promise not to bamboozle you in real life. I just think I could. Yeah. Anyway, what's next? Oh, well, Willow Nightingale. Not oh, yeah, Willow, Willow Nightingale. Not, she, not related. No she, relation to Willow Smith. She's all elite. She got signed to AEW. And it's very funny. That's great because we love Willow. And mm-hmm. I think they should push her immediately. Yeah, we love um, that movie, too. But she, uh, it's just funny because they sometimes will like announce that somebody's been signed to AEW after they've been appearing for like months. Mm-hmm. And it's like, I thought they were signed. Yeah, um, that's weird. But uh, also this Soraya thing has got a, like, they... Is she still not wrestled? She's still not wrestled, which is fine. They could wait till like full gear or whatever because she hasn't wrestled in years. But it's just like, Jamie Hayter was getting like really popular mm-hmm. and she was about to like probably break away from Britt Baker and have a feud with her. And she was, the crowds were loving her. And now, because Soraya is there, they've just realigned her with Britt Baker, killed oh. her momentum, and she's just like Britt Baker's sidekick. And maybe there's still a plan to like break them up or whatever, but it just seems like we've derailed the things that we're getting over yeah. and working with like the AEW originals, mm-hmm. uh, the people that have been there to like push somebody yeah. who has not wrestled in a long time, who is very rusty, mm-hmm. who should not be the focus of the division right now. Yeah. Um, and it's just they're very sacrificing weird. homegrown talent for outside hires. Yeah, and it's just mm-hmm. it's just weird because you could just push her. Uh, you know, sometimes I think that almost all WWE people that come over to AEW should just be heels first. I mean, sometimes it's really hard because people are just going to want to cheer them. Yeah, but it almost seems like, or just push them like from the not from the bottom, but just well, if and you push like them a- too hard right away, a lot of times people will get even the people that didn't get their due in WWE. People will just assume. That you're pushing them because they're from WWE. Yeah, I mean. and I mean, being a heel makes more sense in from a narrative perspective of them being like, I'm here to mess up this bad promotion that I hate. Cause yeah. It, it, you know. Or I'm so great because I was in WWE and you should all be right. That's what I thought CM Punk's character should have been. Yeah. And if he didn't lack the self-awareness that I didn't realize <sighs> that he lacked, he could have been 
that character and it would have been great. Yeah. Um, also, Thunder Rosa has been injured since August. Yeah. She they did instead of stripping her of the title, they did the interim championship with right. Tony Storm. Mm-hmm. Thunder Rosa is currently aiming for a January return, possibly. Oh, so they yikes. really need to just strip her of the title. Yeah, make Tony Ugh. Storm the main champion because now you've got this fake the the interim thing. I don't like anyway, but it's mm-hmm. fine as a unique thing to AEW if they want to do it for if somebody's going to miss a show like day of mm-hmm. or whatever. If it's like oh they're hurt and we can't and we don't have time to like reschedule it or they're only going to be out for a few weeks. Mm-hmm. Like this is going to be like oh, like she's going to miss half a year. Yeah, that's and it's a, lot. a fake title that's like not a real championship. Oh, that so stinks. it does stink, and it's like we love Thunder Rosa, but this is stupid. Mm-hmm. Um, it also makes sense to just strip them of the title because they can always come back and win it yeah, in like some kind of revenge ploy, you know? And it, right now, Tony Storm is like, if she loses this title to somebody, she has never been the women's champion. Yeah. She only will officially be the women's world champion if she wins the title from Would Thunder you be Rosa. happy if when they bring Thunder Rosa back, if she, if Tony Storm beats her, would you at, be happy with that? At and this point, I would like... herself? What? Yeah, like I think if Tony Storm beat Thunder Rosa in her first match back. I think I would like that because of the, especially with the interim titles is like I don't want somebody to be the interim champion only. Mm-hmm. And I like Tony Storm. Again, I think Tony Storm is great. She was one of my favorite wrestlers in WWE and I think she's that pushing yeah, her was I like her a lot. Yeah, I think that pushing her was a great idea. I remember watching her in the Mae Young Classic 5 years ago. Mm-hmm. And she was like 22 or something and being like, "She's a star. Yeah. You should definitely hire her." Yeah. And push her uh and she's great but all, she is a little bit of that wwe thing where there's she came from wwe they mm-hmm. immediately started pushing her she immediately yeah. became the focus and it's like she is great and she does have experience but you don't need to like make them the focus i think yeah tony khan maybe doesn't have as much of an affinity for women's wrestling as he does for mm-hmm. men's uh wrestling because it just, he doesn't seem to have as much of an understanding of the who characters is and who's is, who's is yeah. like and who makes sense yeah um it's also funny because i feel like everyone in aew that i give a damn about is like an aew original like they're not people from wwe like i know there are good people from wwe in aew but i think like Britt baker is great mm-hmm. like orange cassidy is mm-hmm. great mjf is great like those are the people that like i'm interested in yeah everybody else is like cool but you know the acclaimed the guy who raps oh yeah 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 mm-hmm. yeah it's like you those are the most over guys in the company right now right and they it's have like mjf it's because they're maybe i guess it's because there's like a feeling especially because i again don't have the historical breadth of knowledge that you have about those people so i don't have the same attachment to wwe stars that some people would have so as like a newer fan it's more exciting for me because like for someone like orange cassidy like i've watched him in almost his whole career mm-hmm. so i can feel a kinship with him that i wouldn't feel you with saw him at the pit loft i saw him at the pit loft i saw him complain <laughs> about having to do a show at the pit loft yeah to be fair he was only he wasn't even no, he wasn't really complaining, complaining about the show it was like afterwards he was like i think it was just the thing where there was it was like a royal rumble parody and they just like the people who were writing the show had him do almost the entire match which was a long thing yeah and he was just like i'm doing like a lot in this and yeah. he just kind of i think he was just thinking i'm gonna come and do like a quick thing yeah 
No, and, he was yeah. he was always gracious and wonderful. No, he, he was he's there, great. He, he was yeah. But yeah, it's like it's guys like that and like Britt Baker. I've been watching since AEW debuted because I yeah. I believe I saw her when she first debuted with her dentist jacket and all yeah. That stuff. The only reason I even say maybe Britt Baker is because she is one of the most other people in the company. It's just that she yeah. has been doing the same thing for so long at right. this point that I think everybody's kind of ready for a new chapter. Yeah. Um, but I'm just saying like... Yeah, Darby Allen is another guy who's an original who's yeah. one of those over people in the company or people that like reinvented themselves in AEW yeah. like John Moxley's essentially a new character but Swerve I, Strickland. Yeah, but uh, I also just feel like these are the most interesting people. Yeah. I don't know. Like they have interesting gimmicks. AW, they have interesting storylines. AEW's women's division has a big problem with characters. Yeah. That very few people other than Britt Baker have a clear character. Right. Like I like and Tony sort of like Storm Thunder a lot, Rosa, yeah. but I don't know what her deal is supposed to be on She's AEW. She's a good wrestler. Right. Right now. <laughs> I mean, that's truly, that's all it is. Serena like, Deeb is probably the only other person I can think of that has like a clear, she's yeah. like the wrestling professor and she's like the best like yeah. wrestler and she'll tie you up and she's yeah. like mean and she's like, I'm a better, you know, and mm-hmm. she, so she's got a pretty clear character. Oh yeah. Was she the librarian one? Wasn't there a librarian? There was a at librarian. That's true. The, 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 they the got Leva rid of Bates. Who? Leva Bates. Leva Bates. Leva. Leva. Sorry. She was a. Uh, she does more backstage stuff now. I think. Yeah, because like I feel like there. when Britt Baker debuted, I was excited because I was like, "Oh my gosh, this is going to be great!" Like mm-hmm. they'll have kooky, kooky. Because mm-hmm. my introduction to AEW was that, and then like Fighter Festival, mm-hmm. and so I was like, "This is like XSW on steroids, oh, yeah. but real." And I was very excited about it. Um, and I feel like s- slowly they've just tried to become more of an approximation of WWE. And like, mm-hmm. you know, I-, I get it from a business standpoint, but it's kind of a bummer from a creative standpoint. But this is just me, you know. Yeah, more this Who cares about my AW hate. More of this negative alt-right I mean, AEW hate. No, I, I'm rooting for AEW. I just want them to be weirder um, in the way that they were in the beginning, I felt. And, um, but you know, that's just my opinion, man. It's just your opinion. It's just my opinion, man. Opinion. Opinion. That's just like my opinion, Ann. Oh, God. All right. Let's go talk about something else. Well, okay. So, anyway, man, there's still a bunch of stuff I wanted to talk about. I'll try to make it quick. Um, Ace Steel has reportedly been finally released from AEW. Oh, boy. CM Punk's trainer and friend. The who CM bit Funk. Kenny Omega. Yeah, the CM Funk. Uh, and there's still some rumblings that CM Punk's contract may be getting bought out. Mm. It, and also some rumblings that Tony Khan might be siding more with the elite in mm-hmm. the situation, which seems, I mean, I don't know what was going on there, but mm-hmm. based on anything I have heard, it seems like it was clearly CM Punk that instigated it. Uh, yeah. because of the tirade that he went on and there were no issues before he got there mm-hmm. uh, and then immediately there were issues when he was there. Yeah, uh, I think he needs to seek counseling uh, mm-hmm. to address some issues Yeah, uh, and I, I do think that the elite probably were not at fault in that situation other than maybe they probably should not have talked to him immediately. They should probably have waited mm-hmm. Uh but I also don't think that they thought that there was going to be a fight. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so hopefully the elite will be back soon. As much as I have, I mean, I went on an emotional uh, journey on this podcast you to did. talk about CM Punk. So you did. we all know how much I love the guy, but he needs to go away. He should mm-hmm. not be in AEW. He's 
fully a toxic presence mm-hmm. that almost ruined the whole company. Yeah. So he needs to go. The elite can come back. I did read a thing where they were like Tony Khan was supportive of CM Punk in the way that there's more there was more creative opportunities still for CM mm-hmm. Punk because he was only there for a year. Mm-hmm. And with the elite, they've done a lot more because they've been there for three years. Mm-hmm. Um, but uh, I don't know if that if there was any truth to that other than like somebody just assuming that that's what it was. Uh, mm-hmm. But yeah. So, but a steel going seems pretty likely that the elite will come out, uh, I guess, on top of the situation. I don't think there's any winners in this situation. Yeah. Hopefully CM Punk getting bought out will avoid a lawsuit because I think mm-hmm. the only reason he would sue them is just to like make up for all his lost income. But if he gets paid, then he should just go his separate they should just go their separate ways well, he probably he has a buyout clause in his contract yeah if they just, just pay go. him he can't sue them because that's the terms yeah. of the contract and there were just things that i was reading where people were just like he was like he was cool at first and then he got like a weirdly big head and he mm-hmm. was like a draw but not as much of a draw as he as like they thought he might be and he was like you know referring to himself as like a locker room leader and people were like we don't see you that way and he was just mm-hmm. clearly in his own world i'm a locker know? room leader yeah, you, you lead our our locker room. Yep. I'm yep. locker room leader. Yeah. You go to the locker room and you lead. Yep. Which locker room do you lead again? I'm a locker room leader. Okay, okay? sure. Yeah, that's fair. That's where we um, end. That's where that starts and ends. Okay, gotcha. Um, and, oh yeah, well, I guess I was going to talk about this before, but NXT Halloween Havoc was this weekend. Oh. I was going to go to a birthday party, but I got sick and so I didn't go. So I watched Halloween he, Havoc. He said, got sick and quote fingers. I got sick. No, I'm just I kidding. Think... He didn't. I did the quote fingers. Yeah. No, I got sick for real. He got sick and had to stay home to watch wrestling. Yeah, I had Isn't to. Isn't that convenient how that works? Stop it. Ah, I'm just but... kidding. You were sick. Yeah. Based on what you told me. I wasn't yeah, here. Yeah, based on so... the evidence that I presented to yeah. you. <laughs> that I based, curated and presented. Based on your own first person account. Yes. But yeah, uh, I was. So I watched Halloween Havoc. What a fun little show. You can already tell that Triple H just sort of back. I thought that two, the NXT 2.0 was done and it was back to like the standard black and gold. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you told me was, that. But this this was fully like the Nickelodeon Studios you were wrong. 2.0. I don't know. I saw a set that was, but maybe they'd only went back to it for a week or something. Mm-hmm. This was back to the same, but it was a fun show. Uh, there were six matches. Uh, three of them were fine uh or like solid or whatever and three of them were really great the opening ladder match was a five-way mm-hmm. ladder match and everybody was doing crazy st- like er- like really innovative unique stuff and even this one guy that really sucks this guy von wagner he's just like a tall g- a guy he just kind of sucks mm-hmm. but he even he did a cool thing where he like threw somebody out of the ring i mean the guy taking it really did all the work but he mm-hmm. threw somebody out of the ring and he landed on the announce table which was nuts Mm-hmm. And the announce table didn't break, so he uh, uh, got hurt. Or so he didn't get hurt, but it, like he bounced off of it and it looked even more insane. But uh, the winner of that was this guy, Wes Lee, who <clears throat> was previously part of a tag team that came over from Impact. Mm-hmm. And they were called MSK, and it was Wes Lee and Nash Carter. And Nash Carter got fired uh, like a month ago because uh, his I get, wife or ex-wife, who was also a wrestler named Kimberly started mm-hmm. tweeting about him being abusive and mm. also a picture of him he had shaved his mustache into a hitler mustache and was doing a nazi Ooh. salute thing and so that really didn't look good um Ooh. so uh he got released so i was really hoping this guy wesley would win because he was like you know um kind of got screwed over by that whole thing but he's 
like his career almost got tanked because his tag team partner. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. So I mean, you know, I don't know if what's going on with them, but I was like, oh, that seems nice that he gets another shot. So yeah. Also, I was like, I don't know how Wesley Canton is in the shirt. Like, yes, we can. Oh, <laughs> yeah. Wesley can. Yeah. But yeah, so right. that's that's my pitch for the shirt. Okay. Um, but yeah, and the main and the then there was this great match. Do, uh, do does wrestling make shirts? Not to my knowledge. Yeah, there's no t-shirt. Yeah, so maybe yeah, but if they, they do usually, start making t-shirts, if they start making t-shirts, yeah, yeah, yeah. that'd be a good one. Okay, continue. But they had a uh, they had a, a match with Roxanne Perez versus uh, Cora Jade, and they were they were friends, mm. and then they won the tag team titles, and then Cora Jade turned on her like the week after oh. they won the tag team titles, and they had to give up the tag team titles, and they had a they had a really good like weapons match against each other, and it was like really well done. They did some cool spots. A lot mm. of good, like everything was really crisp and smooth and a lot of good mm-hmm. emotional stuff. And I loved the ending. Boy, did I love the ending. It was, uh, Cora Jade was going to like slam her onto a pile of chairs. Cora Jade's uh-huh. the heel. Uh, and she was like, you were never my best friend. <laughs> and then Roxanne Perez like turned the tables on her and got her into position to like slam her onto the chairs and said, you were always my best friend. And oh. then she slammed her. Isn't that, oh. that amazing? Isn't that amazing? That's so sad. I know. It was like heartbreaking and touching yeah. at the same time. And I was like, God, that was, I mean, it was a great match, but I think that got me. I was like, yeah, oh my God. that made me almost tear up. Right? And the delivery of it, amazing. And I saw Roxanne Perez when she was Roxy, R-O-K-C, mm-hmm. uh, at uh, Ring of Honor. She won the ROH Women's World title Uh that she was the first ROH Women's World Champion. I'm not going to pat that company on the back too much, though, because the only reason they she was the first was because the previous Women's World title that they had, the Women of Honor World Championship, was vacated because uh, the champion of the time, Kelly Klein, I think it was Kelly Klein. It's been a while, and I haven't seen her in a while. But she has, she was calling them out for not having very good concussion protocols oh. and stuff and mistreating Yikes. wrestlers and stuff. And then so they yeah. fired her. They didn't renew her contract, and then just got rid of the championship. So I don't mm-hmm. want <laughs> to be aware of that. But they uh, but that had nothing to do with Roxy, uh, and she had a great match, and I was like, she's going to be great. And then they WWE signed her within months. Um, so good for her. And then the main event was Braun Breaker defending the NXT title against uh, this guy, J.D. McDonough, who used to be Jordan Devlin in NXT UK, and Ilya Dragunov, who's an incredible performer. Uh, and J.D. McDonough is also a fantastic performer. Did have some abuse allegations during the old mm-hmm. speaking out movement, which is interesting because then that guy, Nash Carter, did get released, but this guy's main eventing. I think probably mm-hmm. it was the Hitler thing that... <laughs> Yeah, people that, don't that like Hitler. The, that might have really been the, the, the cider there, but anyway, people don't this, like Hitler. But um, but they had a like an insane, like a phenomenal match. There was a triple mm-hmm. threat. They never stopped. It was great, and it was like Braun Breaker is not as experienced as those guys, but they really like were the glued it together. And Braun Breaker more than held up his third of it, and mm-hmm. you know, dude's a star. But they're they're great. Uh, so you know, watch any of those matches. Uh, I think they're really they were really great. It felt the most like a takeover, like a pre 2.0 NXT show. Mm-hmm. Uh, That's great. And um, I, d- I did have, uh, I think we have time for this. Uh-oh. It was, so one of our, our listener. Um, <laughs> oh, wait, I guess before, real quick, we should, we should do Sasha Banks and sometimes Naomi Watch, but not this time. Sasha Banks won a CBD award. Oh yeah, I saw, I saw that. that on Instagram. She won a CBD award for some thing she made, and, and uh, you know what? As of 
the airing of this podcast, huh. tickets will be on sale huh. to see Mercedes Renato huh. and Trinity Fatu at Vulture Festival live on what? November 12th at 8 p.m. Now, in Los Angeles at now, the Hollywood Roosevelt. Now, now, who went and set that up? <sighs> who contacted them directly? For months? Who con- who's been reaching out to Mercedes and Trinity's people for months? Who had a, a Zoom call? Who had a Zoom call with them themselves? Uh, me. I did. You, and I did. did. I did. I've, I've spoken did to both that. of them directly. Yeah. Which was pretty exciting. Yeah. And we're going to do this event and it's going to be fun. Yeah. And you it's, can buy tickets. Yeah. I might even be there. Just in the crowd. Yeah, you might come. Yeah, it's in L.A. It's in L.A. You'd have to fly, but I've told you that you can. I've given you permission. Yeah, you gave me permission. You're a locker room leader. I'm locker room leader. I'm a, I'm, I'm locker room leader. And quite frankly, for this event, we might need a section captain. So we might, I, that's true because they might it do would signings. Be good if you came and brought your whistle. And, and I don't. I, I know they're not going to do signings, so okay. don't tell people that. I won't. <laughs> they're but, not. It's not a meet and greet. Not a signing. Okay. It's just a. Uh, uh, an intimate event with them. Okay, I don't know if I not, like that. Yeah, okay, I that like came that out phrasing, wrong. No, yeah. no, no. It's it's uh, a. It's I know what a, you mean. It's. I don't think you should like, tell wrestling fans that that's what it right, is. Right? Yeah. No, it's not going to be intimate in I that know, it's the way. Alt right WWE. What yeah. I mean is, <laughs> it's going to be a, a venue that's much smaller than like an arena, and so if you buy tickets, you'll be, you know, pretty close to the stage probably because. Yes. And they will not be wrestling anyone from the audience, correct? No, they will not be wrestling anyone okay. from the audience that I know of. Okay. I, You know, I could be getting worked. This could all be... Could a, girl, all be a girl at work did say that to me. She was like, be, Anne, is this a work? And I was like, I don't know. You, you Hopefully know what, not. You know what that would be if, if, if this was... If they, were, if they weren't really doing it and this was... It's, called, it's a rib. Oh, if they ribbed me? Yeah. Oh, no, I hope they don't rib me. Me too. I don't want that um, to be ribbed. But... I would love it if it was a work though. And and uh, we get there and they turn heel on me and make fun and of me. Like, and... and then they cut a promo and it's a WWE. And they're going back to WWE and this is like where they. Yeah. I don't think they're going to do any big like announcements. I don't know. It's, no. just a, it's just a fun. Yeah. It's just a fun it's thing. It's just a fun it's, thing. it's a big deal because this is the most like public thing they've done. Yeah. It's, a, like... it's an opportunity for fans to see them. Yeah. Which I thought would be nice. Which they have not been. Yeah. And um, able to do, yeah. And Unless so, they were at the premiere of a Disney Plus show or whatever. Yeah, right. So it'll be fun. I hope people come. Yeah, and congrats on the CBD award. Yeah, and congrats on the CBD award. Uh, so we had a, a quick, I think, a quick game here that should only take a second. That we, uh, that our main listener Moses, oh, is now technically a contributor to the podcast. Oh boy, he pitched a so game. So now we have no listeners. Yeah, no, he's just on the podcast. Great. Yeah. So he pitched a game. Uh, that we're gonna play real quick. Uh oh. Where he, which he sourced here. So it's. Is it called Anne's a dum dum? Uh yeah, it's called Anne is a stupid. No, it's okay. It, uh no, it's uh. So we got NXT wrestler names. Oh boy. And um, I used two of these, so I'm gonna I'm gonna think up some different <laughs> ones. We've got NXT, or we'll just do three. Uh, we get NXT wrestler names and adult film star names. Oh, because and we I was supposed joking. to guess which one is which? Yeah, because we were joking that NXT, you can't tell the difference. Um, so how did you research the adult film star names? I did not research them. Oh, he sent them? Yeah. Wow. Okay. So, But I trust, right. I trust it. Okay. 
He could be lying to me. This I'm could be this could be a rib. I'm excited. I could be getting ribbed right I'm, now. I'm really excited to see what adult film stars our listener uh, is aware of. Anyway, continue. Could just be a a, a quick, uh, you know. He could have made them up. Yeah. Anyway, continue. Um, I'm just gonna because I talked about too many of these NXT. Oh names, my god! So, so he's not to, even ready. So I just have to grab some new NXT. He's not names. even ready. Um. Okay, I got it for you. Okay, great. Okay. So we've got. Uh, JC Jane is that an NXT wrestler or an adult film star? I think it's an adult film star. That adult film star is a two-time NXT Women's Tag Team Champion, Damn a member it! of Toxic Attraction. That is a very porny name. It is though. a very porny name. There, that that stable is kind of porny. Yeah. Um. All right. Okay. Who do we got here? We got um. Uh. Danny Steele. Porn. That is correct. That is okay. Porn. That is a porn name. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Piper Perry. Ooh. This is tough. It is. The alliteration is really. I'm going to say an next er, wrestling. Not that kind of wrestling. Oh, gosh. This kind of wrestling is different. Oh gosh! Adult film star. All right, who we who we got here? We got uh, Katana Chance, wrestling, current NXT Women's Tag okay. Team Champion and former American Ninja Warrior. Great, uh, wonderful. Um, I'm one of three. Uh, Duke Hudson, NXT. That is correct. Okay, that's correct. But that could have gone either way. Uh. uh Cameron Grimes. NXT. That is correct as Okay, well. no one porny would be named Grimes. You never know that. I... You never could know that. Okay. All right. Uh, Janice Griffith. Porn. That is true. It's such a funny porn name. It's just a regular lady's name. I know. <laughs> norm- Hi, I'm Janice Griffith. I'm yeah. here for my appointment. I'm here to fucking suck. Oh, a sexual appointment. Mm. Okay, interesting. <laughs> uh... Uh, who we? Oh, uh, Raven Bay. Porn. Yes, that's okay. correct. Um, I'll do one. More. Jordan Ash. NXT. What? It's porn. Wow. It's porn. Wow. Uh, I need to watch more porn. Yeah, who doesn't? Um, <laughs> and uh, let's see. Um. Uh, I like how you're actively thinking of the questions as we're playing No, no, this no. Game. Well, because now I. Elton Prince. NXT. That is correct, yeah. Okay, okay that's enough because I think. Did I win? Were I you keeping track? I wasn't. Okay, well. But, yeah, great. Hey, you proved us right that they. it's tough to. It is tough. It's very tough. It's tough to know. Yeah. Um, I like that game. If we had been prepared for it and kept track of the score i should have looked at the names more closely and not <laughs> talked about three of them three of the it's five okay. that we can do me. that we can do that going forward we can Play do that games. it's a good game yeah, um, good game good game thank you moses uh and yeah, thank you moses yeah i mean that's pretty much all i had i am going to the new japan show on friday just in time for our anniversary 
Uh, oh, yeah. I'll be going to the New Japan yeah, show because be a friend of mine had a ticket, and so I'm going to go. And I'll be home crying. And... Yeah, and I'll be No, at I'm the kidding. Actually, I saw that down the street from us, there's going to be a local band playing oh. for um, this music collective that I follow on Instagram, and so I thought maybe I'd walk down and see it. Yeah, so you'd go do that same thing that you would do if you were single. Yeah. Go see it by yourself. No, actually, I don't know if I would go by myself if I was single because I feel like that would be weird, but... I feel like because I'm in a relationship, I feel confident going places on my own because I'm not like vulnerable in that way. Yeah. Anyway. But yeah, I'm going that. It should be really cool. I get to see some some New Japan wrestlers that I watch a lot, uh, you know, on their streaming service, but I don't ever see That's live. Great, so it's going to be really cool. You. Yeah, no, I'm excited yeah, for it. Um, they're doing, because that event sold out so quickly, they're doing a, a. They added another show the night before. Mm-hmm. Um, so the show on Friday is called Rumble on Forty Fourth Street, mm. and the show the night before is literally called the night before the Rumble on Forty Fourth Street, a Halloween special. Oh, what That's a long Thursday. title! Yeah, and yeah. I don't know what a Halloween special. So I hope it's just matches where they're all in Halloween costumes. I don't Maybe. know what they're doing for it. There's no card announced for it yet. It might just be decorations, you know. Yeah, yeah. It's just a little mixer. Yeah, just a little branding. Um, and so, yeah, that's all I. That's all really all I have to talk about. Um, do you have any final thoughts? Um, no. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I know. Well, I think my final thought was going to be the Sasha Banks Naomi event at the uh, Vulture ah. Festival, but I already, uh, I already spilled that tea. So okay, yeah. Yep. Uh, I got to get back to work. Okay, great. <laughs> all right. Uh, all right. Well, uh, bye. Bye.